So is this the line for Dragon's Maze? Wow, the line is really long. Mommy, we'll meet up later. How long will you wait? As long as it takes. So you guys are only going to do this one ride all day? It won't be that long, probably. Mom, can you get us food? But wait, are they cutting? Caleb, food is so far away. Should I say something? Daddy, pick me up. Mom! Hey, there's a line here. Daddy, swing That's me. like 20 people. Oh one person holds the line for 20 people? This is bull... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. Well, hello, 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 how are you? How are you? Again, welcome, welcome to, um, to the program. Thank you for, for coming to the weekend update. And uh, we're going to hit four things that happened over the course of the week and this weekend. Um, the first one is going to be, let's start with Hurricane Dorian, the thing that's on everybody's mind. Now, to give you some, um, <clears throat> give you some perspective of where I am. Uh, I am in Tampa, Florida. Yes, in Florida. And nobody in Tampa, Florida feels like uh, we're all going to die in the next 36 hours. Nobody here believes that. Actually, very few people except for either really young people or people who've only been here you know, a short amount of time. Now, when I say short amount of time, I mean I mean as much as 10 years who maybe have not experienced um, these kind of storms. Um let me give you some background on why I didn't get, I wasn't anxious. I was never anxious. Um, and it's because I've not seen in my lifetime a storm that would enter the country, the enter the state from the East Coast and go across the West Coast. Michael kind of did. And then before that, it was 1935. Now, I know that you see my picture and I'm old, but I'm not quite that old. And so this is, so this east to west uh, trajectory that they first had the storm going through and it would have been going right through my front yard um, I just didn't believe it to start with I just thought nah it's not going to happen it can't because what most storms do is exactly what this storm seems to be doing now I will <clears throat> say that it's going to be it, it's, it looks like it's going to be pretty close it's going to be a little too close for comfort um, as far as I'm concerned, as as far as off the Florida coast, southeastern coast, West Palm, Boynton Beach, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, um, Port St. Lucie, um, Palm Palm Beach Gardens, Fort Pierce, Vero Beach, Palm Bay. Um, you know what? And I'm going to say those those places because you may have relatives in those. You know what? In those places, pray for them. Um. Maybe even as far um, west as places like Coral Springs or Tamarack, uh, big bad winds in in Okeechobee, maybe Sebring, um, that kind of thing. Again, Titusville, um, New Smyrna, maybe as far north as um, Palm Coast and and, and Daytona. Um, but um, that this storm is is really headed northeast eventually. I mean, this is going to take. The big turn, probably the on the fourth, is what the um, 
the forecast say. So this is a, right now is a an extremely slow moving storm. The last word we had is that it's moving at about four or five miles an hour, which is extremely slow. And this is extremely terrible for places in the Bahamas right now, Grand Bahama, um, of getting the hurricane, excuse me, Cat 5 hurricane winds for like a day, maybe a day and a half, be 36 hours of just getting hammered. Um, so we pray for people on the island of, I mean, in, you know, in, in Bermuda. As of now, we don't know of any deaths, and prayerfully, there won't be any. Prayerfully, if there's damage, there'll only be struck damage to structures. Structures can be replaced. Infrastructures can be replaced. Obviously, people cannot. Um, so we're praying that that things go as well as they can there, that they are protected, um, that they've done all they could. So, um, again, we it, it's been interesting to me that I had to actually, I, I've told a lot of people, you know, guys, you guys know I work a second job. I work in, a, in an amusement park um, at a theme park. And I, I told a lot of the people there, what they have to do is stop watching the news. And I know that seems completely antithetical to what, you know, most people are saying because they want everybody to be informed. Well, I want people to be informed and prepared, but I don't want, I don't need them to panic. I can't deal with a panicked populace. I can't deal with that because it makes it very, very difficult. If indeed you have to find a way to, um, to evacuate, if you are looking for supplies, if you're just on the road, just trying to deal with the situation when people are panicked and afraid, they tend to act out of character. So the idea is to be, you know, for people to be prepared and not be panicked. So if you're listening to this program and you and you are on the southwestern coast of Florida, and I know that I have people who listen who are who are from that area, um, you guys just if you're prepared, do what they tell you to do. You know, if they tell you to leave, leave. If you live in a in manufactured housing, and that means a mobile home. I don't mean manufactured housing because every house is manufactured unless you live in a cave. Um, if you live in a mobile home, leave. No matter how wide and how beautiful your trailer is, if you've got a if you've got to get a vehicle registration every renewed for your where you live every year, get out. Just get out because the winds are the real problem for you. So. Um, don't get cute. Don't worry about your lawn ornaments or your pool or, or how well you've got that, that, that triple wide all fixed up and it's just as nice as any home. And it may be, um, get out if they tell you to get out, um, <clears throat> for everybody else around the country, please stop watching CNN. And I know that sounds like one of the, you know, one of my Trump political things, but just stop watching them because I was, the wife and I were. We're cruising through YouTube as we are known to do, um, being YouTubers ourselves, um, and we and we saw you know everybody's got a an update, everybody's got an update about what's going on with the storm and you know what everyone does that, and we were watching, um, went back and watched one of the older ones, well older like eleven hours, um, previous to what the time was when we were watching it. This was yesterday. And some of the things that they were still reporting and saying, no one was saying anymore. No one was saying. And the dramatic music and the 
uh, the the B-roll footage of past hurricanes just to create this this sense of impending doom and danger. And all in the name of, well, we want to make sure people don't, that people take it seriously. Well, you, you know what? It's interesting because a lot of, you know, there have been a lot of memes on, you know, on, 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 on social media about how Floridians aren't taking the storm seriously. But I'll tell you what, everybody I know, everybody that I've dealt with here in the past week, of course, have been taking the storm seriously. They've, they've prepared, but what they're not doing is what I talked about a minute ago. What they're not doing is panicking. They're not freaking the hell out because you won't be able to operate in the way that you need to operate if you're freaking the hell out. No, half of Florida isn't getting on planes and flying to, uh, to Nebraska this weekend. They are not. That was never going to happen to start with. There are a lot of people here, a lot of folks here like myself who have who have been through a number of these storms. Um, and I tell people all the time, I, I tell people every day, um, do you know the number of her, of category one storms that I've slept through? All of them. <laughs> I have slept through every single solitary category one storm. We just go to bed. And we normally, I mean, if unless something bizarre happens, nobody wakes up overnight when there's a category one storm in the area. It just doesn't happen. It's one of those things where you just get used to it. It's like you live next to a train track. Yeah. That first, you know, that first month is, is kind of nerve wracking. But after that first month, you don't even hear the damn train anymore, right? It happens, but you don't hear it. It doesn't wake you up. Category one storms are like that for most Floridians. And it's, and it's difficult for people, if you're not a Floridian, to understand that, especially when CNN and the Weather Channel build up some of these, some of these storms um, to heroic, outrageous proportions. Even in the original track, uh, Dorian, uh, if it came onto land in Florida and went from east to west, which I just told you never happens, really. I think it's happened once in the past or twice in the past hundred years. So it so literally never happens. Um, it was only going to be a category one storm by the time it got to me. And I have slept through every single category one storm since 1968. Every single one. Tropical storms slept through every single one. It's like the, like living next to a train track. Eventually you sleep eventually it doesn't become a big deal because you've experienced enough of them to know that the train is not coming through the house. It's going to stay on the track. It's not coming through the house. And category one storms and tropical storms are just like that. Category two and three storms, depending on exactly where they're going and what side of the storm you're going to be on, whether you're going to be on the northeastern quadrant of the storm, which is the worst part, the worst place to be, or you're going to be on the back end of the storm, that's when you start paying a little, little attention. There, there is a way to deal with this, and most Floridians know, which is why you see certain, you know, videotape of certain Floridians during, you know, these storms. Again, you're you're seeing impending death and doom on CNN and the Weather Channel, where 
we're just going we're just going to go to the beach. We're just going to go to the bar. We're just going to hang out. We're just not going to worry about it much because we're pretty sure about what side of the storm we're going to be on. A lot of Floridians have worked this out. People who have been here for some length of time have worked this out. And I mean, you've got to be here for 20 years plus. You've had to, you've had to experience a number of them to understand. In any case, um, Hurricane Dorian is, is forecast to make a turn. Um, and that turn's going to start. Let's see. Let me look at my radar. <laughs> my radar map. And I'm, and I'm using a... Um, I'm using an app called My Radar, and you can get that app uh, at the Google Play Store, or you can get it. Um, I think you can get it in the Apple Store as well. Um, the The hurricane portion of it is an extra three bucks, so I went ahead and I splurged, yeah, on on, on three bucks. That way, I can keep the um, keep my eye on the hurricane. Um, it says on the third which is two days from now, at 6 p.m., it's going to really start making that turn on a more northerly track and run parallel to the state of Florida all the way up into, like, St. Augustine. Looks to be about 100, 150 miles offshore, uh, maybe a little closer, and on the 4th, make its turn um, in a northeastern fashion all the way up the coast, the seaboard coast, and probably end out pretty far in the ocean. Got it's got to be three hundred miles out, um, and it's on the New Jersey. No, that's not New Jersey. Sorry, that's North Carolina, Virginia border. On my birthday, on the sixth, on Thursday, headed out, headed out to sea. So that's the current. The thing now, if you've got relatives, if you've got, I'm, I'm doing all this because if you've got relatives in Florida, um, I, I can tell you that they're going to, that they're probably going to be okay. Here's what they don't need: they don't need you calling them, texting them, um, face FaceTiming them, hitting them up on IM on 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 Facebook or on Instagram, um, tweeting them trying to say your last goodbyes because if they're preparing they're busy and what they don't need is the extra anxiety what they don't need is the extra anxiety believe it or not there's there's enough anxiety coming from news media so don't call them up with what you heard on CNN or the weather channel don't do it they're getting better more up-to-date information from their local news media than you're getting from CNN or Fox News or the Weather Channel. Trust me. Trust me. They're getting better information from their local people, from their local weather stations, from their local radio stations and television stations than you're getting from CNN. Trust me. Trust me that that's the truth. So don't call them up um, telling them what you saw on CNN and what the storm's doing. They know be- much better what the storm's doing. All right. Um, right now, we here on the west coast of Florida, looks like we are, where I am, is sort of even pulled out of the cone of uncertainty at this point. 
Um, we're going to obviously wait and see and, and, and make sure it's past us before we ring the all clear. But I'm fairly confident. I've been fairly confident the whole time. Um, again, let's just pray for those that are in the uh, the Bahamas right now that are um, that are taking uh, taking a large hit right now. The storm's moving at about f- four or five miles an hour. It's a Category Five. It's got a hundred. It's got some measured one hundred and eighty-five mile an hour winds, up to two hundred and twenty-five mile an hour gusts. <sighs> not much can resist a two hundred mile an hour gust. Not many homes. Not many buildings stand when the wind is blowing 200 miles an hour. That's an incredible thing. Now, and it's not just the wind blowing. It's things blowing in the wind at 200 miles an hour. You know, rocks and pebbles and branches and pieces of roofs and debris all moving at 185 miles an hour at something. Like a bomb going off. Very, very dangerous. So we pray for those who are in the Bahamas, Father, that, that, that you continue to protect them, that you, can, that you continue, continue to keep them, that, that this storm moves away from them as quickly as possible in Jesus' name. Okay, I will be back in a little bit with more of the program. Thank you ever so much for, for tuning in to our weekly update. And um, we'll, we will be back on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I believe, with a, a morning update. Well, maybe not Monday, maybe not tomorrow. Um, the wife and I are going to go out and and do our program that we do on Facebook, um, Real Talk with Deb and Will. You may want to check that out. Uh, we're also that that program is also going to return here to Spreaker, and thus return to iHeart.com because we're going to be doing it here on this platform as well. So thank you ever so much for tuning in. We'll be back right after these messages. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood or an earthquake is destroying buildings. When a tornado is tearing through town or a hurricane strikes. Or is the best time perhaps today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
Welcome back. We appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. Um, something else I want to talk about. I want to talk about something that is, is kind of silly, but not really. Um, I, I just happened to be going through Twitter. Oh, I can't get off Twitter. I got to get off Twitter. Somebody reminded me. Note to self, get the hell off Twitter. Um, that the president, um, just a couple of days ago, this last week, they unveiled the... Um, I don't know what they call it, the seal. There it is, the seal of the United States Space Command. The USSC, that's what it is, USSC. Uh, the United States Space Command um, unveiled this, um, the, the seal. Um, there, there obviously has been some talk about the U.S. Space Command for a while. Uh, Obama put the Space Command on the shelf. But it just it just seems like this is a natural, normal um, event. This is a natural evolution of what uh, the military is going to be going into the future. It just didn't seem like there was any, there's any way to avoid it, really. Um, I don't know a lot of the scientists for a long time were speaking out against the militarization of space, but it's um, but it, because of the nature of people, it was almost impossible for that to happen. Um, the United States can call can call for the um, the non-militarization of space if they want to. Um, but that doesn't have anything to do with the Chinese government or the Soviet Union or, or the Indian government or, or any other governments that have decided that they are using now um, spy satellites to spy on their their enemies and um, can or like North Korea or they could use some of these some some of these satellites to actually launch missiles from. Yeah, I mean, there's. The technology is, I mean, it is as scary as it seems. I'm, I'm just going to tell you, it is as scary as it seems. So to, 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 to unilaterally decide that we're not going to militarize um, space is, well, was stupid. And something that um, fortunately was never going to happen. There was always going to be a militarization of space. And that has come. And, it, and the United States has is starting the United States Space Command. And I'm okay with it. And there's a lot of jokes and there's a lot of um, pushback on this, but I'm I'm perfectly okay with it. You know, I'm reading Twitter again. I got to get off Twitter. Somebody, somebody remind me. Note to self: delete your Twitter account. Um, when they were presenting the the seal, there was somebody responding. Well, you know, they have money for this. Then why is my daughter, who just started teaching high school, had to spend two hundred dollars of her own money on supplies for her students when they can do this? Well, that, I mean, that's a dumbass remark. To start with, so what I do? So so what do I do? I respond with a dumbass comment, right? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. This is you know, it's kind of a local issue, isn't it? What your daughter gets paid to be a teacher is kind of a local issue. 
and I've done my rants on on the, how I'm sick and tired of teachers. And after after spending 15 years in, in the Hillsborough County School District, uh, I know I always talk about that like I've been in, like I was in prison or something. It it just irritates the crap out of me still to, to hear teachers bitching about how much how much or how little they make when they knew or should have known when they got into the profession because your salary is a matter of public record you could find out how much money you were going to make you could almost to the damn penny and you chose it anyway so shut the hell up i don't want to hear about how much you make or how little you make and how much you have to pay for me being what you didn't hear these stories that that teachers have to you know what have decided to bring supplies for their kids to use and especially if you you know what if you choose if, if you choose to teach in uh a lower socioeconomic school. See, stop bitching about it because I don't want because I don't want to hear about it because it's something you chose. I know this is a deviation, and I'm going to go ahead and go off on this track because it it just reminds me of so much about and, and Americans in particular. It has to do with Americans in particular. So often they bitch about their own choices. I don't want to hear about that you can't find a job. You've spent $80,000 on on your women's study degree or your African history degree or your English degree or your medieval history degree that you spent $80,000 and you went to Vassar or you went to Brown or or some Ivy League school and now you can't find a, a job better than being a barista at Starbucks. It's not my fault. It's not my problem. Shut up. I don't give a damn. I just don't care. It's something that you chose. And as you were taking these classes, what you didn't decide, you didn't think for a second, let me see where this career path leads. That all these career paths lead to the same place. Being a barista at at Starbucks. Where you get to ask the question, is that Sarah with with an R A or R A H? Which is tantamount to the to the nineteen seventies question, would you like fries with that? It's the same damn question, right? Is that Sarah Sarah with R A or R A H? Well, because you chose you nobody forced you into taking that degree in women's with a Y study. Nobody, ta- nobody, nobody forced you into that. Nobody forced you into that poetry degree. Nobody forced you into that history degree. Nobody forced you into that dumbass, du- that dumbass degree program that leads absolutely nowhere. You should have been a welder. You should have taken up um, HVAC repair. Not only would you. Even if you were working for somebody else, you'd be make, probably making more money, and more and more than likely you'd have your own business and you'd be making all the damn money. You wouldn't be getting dirty every day, that's for sure. You wouldn't come home smelling like coffee. You wouldn't have to work late at night. You wouldn't have to fight sixteen-year-olds for shifts, for shift hours, right? But this is what you chose. And I think when I, I responded to this woman who was who was av- obviously just being anti-Trump about the United States Space Command, I, all this sort of bubbled up in me. And you can tell I can easily go off on that tangent 
very quickly because it is the most irritating thing about, for me, it's the most irritating thing about our culture now. That we are blaming other people and we want other people to come to our rescue when we make dumbass decisions. And you made that dumbass decision when you went to the college or university and you decided that you want to be a history major. And now you're asking, is that Sarah with the R-A or R-A-H? Right? Sorry. Not sorry. Your decision. You made it. This is where it leads. And now you want $15 an hour because you didn't take any economics classes because you were too busy taking women's with a Y, um, class, you know, studies classes. So you don't know that, that giving people who don't deserve or the, the, the jobs don't generate $15 an hour is a disastrous thing for the, those very people. You can't figure that out somehow. This is, this is another dumbass decision that you made and I'm just not going to abide by it. I don't care. Stop whining. Stop bitching. Go back. Get another another degree. Spend some more time doing something that somebody wants to pay for. This is very simple. Spend some time doing something that somebody wants to pay for. Not because you think it has value. It's because it has actually has value. It actually has monetary value if that's what you're looking for. If you've chosen to be an elementary school teacher because of the intrinsic value, you better damn well enjoy the intrinsic value. That's got that's that better be the thing that leads you out of your bed every morning for 180 days to help young people. If the intrinsic value of education is something that you think that that's why you do it, then it damn well better be why you do it. Because the monetary value in it is not very high. And I'll tell you why. The degree that you get to teach, frankly, is pretty damn easy to get. And a lot of people do. A lot of people decide to get their teaching to teaching degree near the end of their college career. So as much as you loved it and loved your time and you worked your ass off, it's a pretty easy thing to, to, to get because a lot of people do it. And the more people that do it, the less monetary value it has. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. So many districts, because of laws that they have imposed upon themselves, need so many teachers that the pool of money simply has to be divided up in a certain amount of way because there's only a small pool of money and they need like like Florida passes this legislation um, this class size amendment which I think is not a bad idea but but you have to know that if you pass this class size amendment there can't be any more than 25 kids in a class you're going to need more teachers and the more teachers you need that you're not going to get more money because of this this isn't didn't come with more money so you, the, the amount of money that you can pay those teachers is going to be less. Again, these are people who obviously didn't take any economics classes and don't have any number sense at all. But you're not teaching for the money. You have to teach for the intrinsic value. It's too bad you can't pay your damn light bill or your food bill with intrinsic value. Too bad. 
right? Which is unfortunately why you've got to when you, if you want to take your kids to a, a uh, an amusement park, you got to hope they give you a teacher discount, right? Because it is too expensive. And you've got to hope that that's part of the benefit of what you do. But I go back to my original point. It's something that you chose. I, I'm sorry, not sorry. It's something that you chose to do. And you could have found out easily all the particulars about it. Um, you could easily ask someone. If you were going to teach in, let me see, let's stay in the state of Florida. If you're going to teach in Bay County, then you know what the starting salary of Bay County teachers is. If you want to teach and teach and work and teach in Bay County, you can easily find out now what it costs to live in Bay County, in Bay County, Florida. You could, you, you could easily find out what beginning teachers make. You could easily find out what you make after 20 years in Bay County. You could easily find that out. All that information is a matter of public record. And then you chose to teach in Bay County anyway. Please stop bitching at me about how little money you make. I want to hear it. I don't want to hear that you hate the governor. I don't want to hear that you hate the, the, the state legislators. I don't want you. I don't want to hear you that, that you're mad at anybody because people don't value what you do. Because they don't pay you enough. Let me tell you another little secret before I get 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 here and take another break. There ain't nobody who thinks they get paid enough. Nobody. Nobody. You know, I, I just heard a story about uh, a, um, a friend of lineman. His name was Tony Mandridge. I think he went to. I think Tony Mandridge went to Ohio State, um, and he didn't want to go play in Green Bay. And so his rookie season, he held out. Wouldn't sign a contract because he decided that he was not going to pay, that he was not going to play for less than a million dollars a year. Now, this was in 1989. And I thought, and I just laughed when I, when I heard this story recently, I just laughed. He wasn't going, now he was a, a, a he was a second pick. He wasn't a second rounder, but he was a second pick of the draft that year. Um, and he wasn't going to play for play at Green Bay for less than a million dollars a year. And he's an offensive lineman. Um, and I thought, well, that's hysterical because that seems like for a lot of people, that seems like all the money in the world. Most people would do anything, pretty much anything for a million dollars a year. <laughs> people would do, some people would do almost anything. You can say, hey, listen, I want you to run around the country smashing baby ducks with a hammer. What? I pay a million dollars a year. There'd be baby, there would be baby duck guts everywhere in the country. Now, this guy, Tony Mandridge, uh, I think Tony Mandridge, did Tony Mandridge go to Ohio State? I'm just feeling that that's where that's where he came from. But he didn't want to play. I think he was at Green Bay, and he didn't want to. Play, he did not want to play in Green Bay. As a matter of fact, he called Green Bay a village. He didn't even call it a town. He called it a village. Uh, he was he was just trying to be hated. Um, but they drafted him anyway. And he held out his first year because he wasn't going to play there for less than a million dollars a year. And why do you think that that he should have asked for a million dollars a year? Because that's what that job pays or he could make it pay. And because that was the value that he set upon what he did and they were and they were going to talk about it. Now, you work for the school district 
and may set the value of what you do, especially in your first year when you don't know your ass from a hot rock. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, at, I don't know, $21,000 in Bay County. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a spitball. And I don't, I don't know what that number is this, this year, but I knew that when I looked at it, when I was at Florida state, when I, when Bay County came, came a call in the Florida state education majors, um, I remember that Bay County was a smaller County and their starting salary was significantly lower than hell. Everybody else. And I remember Pinellas County being, which is, which is the County that's just West of where I'm sitting now being significantly higher, but the, um, cost of living was significantly higher and the lifestyle was significantly more crappy. And what I did know, I just, I didn't, I damn sure didn't want to teach in Pinellas County because I didn't want to live in Pinellas County. And I still don't. Sorry, Pinellas County, if you're listening, I ain't hating on you, but I just don't want to live there. I just don't. Let's see if I can find out what that is. Bay County, um, Florida. And as you know, if you've listened to my show before, you know that if I'm typing and talking, I can only do one. Bay County uh, teacher salary. Uh, let's see. All right. This is now there is absolutely no reason at all to be shocked or surprised. Let's see here. It's gone up significantly, obviously. It had to from for what it was in 1981. Like, oh my God, really? Let's see, the Bay County District School Board teacher salary, all these are a matter of public record, so they have to have, there's no reason for you not to know, for you to get there and have no idea, to be shocked when you get that first paycheck. When it bar- when that barely covers your student loan. Let's see here. Instructional performance pay placement schedule. That's a new one. Let me see. Uh, I mean, that's. Oh, it's got. um Percentage of what, what are these called? Uh, instructional extra pay for extra duty schedule. Um, and you get extra money if you're the athletic director. You get a little extra money if you're the head coach of the baseball, basketball, softball, track, volleyball, wrestling team. You get extra money if you're an assistant coach. Um, and uh, the head coach of the um, golf, swimming, tennis, rhythmic, gymnastics, cross-country, weightlifting, that kind of thing. Um, you get extra money if you're a band director. As a matter of fact, the band director, had, this is a supplement, gets the highest supplement, 16% extra for being a band director. Only 8% um, extra if you are a, a choral director. The assistant band director gets more than the choir director or the cheerleading sponsor or the drama coach. <laughs> um, so, so again, you can tell, right? All this information is out there. You can tell. Right? You get extra money if you are in uh, a critical shortage area. Autism, chemistry, reading, secondary teachers, 6 to 12, visually impaired, physics, biology, math, um, hearing impaired, 
ESC pre-K, get extra money in the critical short. So there isn't any reason. I'm, I'm going through this. I'm looking through this reason in the world why if you teach in Bay County, Florida, that somehow you are, you're shocked when your first paycheck doesn't cover your um, your student loan. Because you could have, you should have known, right? You should have known. The information is right here for you to find out, right? All right, we got to get out of here and uh, take a little break. We'll be back with more of the program right after these messages. takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes and you can do it at do i have prediabetes.org but you're probably not going to nope i'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse kids work <laughs> i get it you're busy so what better time than now let's begin raise one finger if you're a man ladies none yet oh count in your head if you're driving now three more fingers for everyone over 60 two over 50 one over 40 one more if you're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. Are you someone who wants to give more? Are you someone who wants to donate more? to your favorite charity or even your favorite podcast and you just don't have the money because you got too much credit card debt already well I've got something for both of us debt.com debt.com is ready to put you into a debt consolidation program that will save you money save your credit rating and allow you to live your dreams in the way that you would like to live them that's Debt.com. Give them a call at 877-764-2393. That's 877-764-2393. Get out of debt today. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you hanging out for a little bit. Um, the uh, the storm update is going to be at, at eleven o'clock, and, and we're going to hopefully we'll be gone by then. <laughs> we'll have I'll have left you alone by then, but it will it won't be until eleven p.m. That's when they don't the update and uh, and the forecast. I have the I have my uh, on um, on my phone right now, and 
let's see if I can let's see today is still the first is it not yes so we're looking at seeing when um, at 1 a.m. it's supposed to be just past the island I mean, uh, Abaco um, Snake Island Green Turtle, Green Turtle K um, approaching the larger part of the Grand Bahamas. So, again, it's going to take all. It's going to take all day. All I mean, literally, all day to get past the Bahamas and slow down to a crawl, probably four or five miles an hour. So, we continue to pray for those in the Bahamas right now. All right. Um, let's see. We got to talk about the. Um, there was a, a another shooting incident in Texas. Odessa, Texas, Midland, that area. Um, this was a little different situation. Um, apparently, there was uh, the, the body count is as such: um, seven are dead, twenty-four are wounded in Odessa and Midland. And um, of course, the the media will have you think that this is another mass shooting, and and the secret to this is making sure that. Um, law-abiding citizens can't get a hold of firearms. That's really what the problem is. So another mass shooting in America has left seven people dead, according to CBS News. Two dozen more people were wounded in, in, the, in the rampage outside Odessa, Texas, the second mass shooting in, in the state in a month. The alleged, gun, the alleged gunman um, was killed by the police. There you go. Bringing the total death toll from the incident to eight. Well, okay, so we're including in the death toll eight and one of the guys is a gunman. Um, the terrifying chain of events began with a traffic stop. Apparently, a state trooper pulled this guy over, and um, the dude is uh, was white uh, in his thirties. He pulled over for a traffic stop, but we don't know what the traffic stop was all about. Nobody knows what that is at this point. Uh, we get it's always a speculation. Uh, <clears throat> somebody who decides that their only way out at a traffic stop is to shoot a cop is a dangerous SLB to start with, right? Somebody who is really unstable and is a dangerous SLB to start with. And that's what, that's how, what he thought was going to be his way out. That was going to work out. That he was going to fire on a cop. Let me help you. That ain't ever going to work. So he fires on the cop and he takes off. Um, then, of course, he knew that that he would be followed by every state trooper and police officer in, in, in the entire world. So he hijacked a postal service truck. Now, I don't now no one knows and still no one knows. Um, I didn't, it was the post. I mean, the guy who was driving the, um, the post office truck, one of his victims. I don't know, but he, no one knows. He, he grabbed that truck and then he just decided that he would get into a shootout with the police shoots two more police officers and uh, every, all, all police officers seem to be fine so as he's leaving he's just firing rounds and hitting people completely out of out of it um, Odessa police said in a statement that a suspect fired an innocent civilian the youngest victim confirmed on Sunday was 17 month year old 17 month old girl who was struck by shrapnel uh, officials say during a news conference that afternoon that they did not believe there was any connection to a foreign domestic terrorism. Um, 
officials said that uh, during a news conference on Sunday afternoon that they did not believe there was any connection again. The law enforcement told, told CBS News that the deceased shooting suspect was pulled over by a policeman. I apparently had been driving erratically. A number of calls came into the, to the Texas Department of Safety from people reporting his erratic driving, leading to the dispatch of officers. Um, there was a joint effort by a multitude of departments to find this and bring him to justice, said Odessa Police Chief Michael Gerke. Um, so they apparently he was crazy, and a lot of people reported it. So they pulled, so they found him and pulled him over. Obviously, something else was going on, right? Something else was going on. Something was happening. So prayers go out to those families. Prayers go out to. Um, the people who were injured, prayers go out to, prayers go out to those, those families that lost family members needless, needlessly and the families of the 17 month old girl, um, the, the little baby, almost two, you know, almost two years old. Um, it's awful. It's awful. Now here's the hard part that we've got to talk about and we've got to understand that this is the hard part the hard the hard part is you have to resist people who are going to say to you and will say this week something even if even if the thing that they are suggesting they agree won't work we have to do something even if people will agree that making it more difficult for Willie to get a firearm doesn't make anybody but the even if they'll agree to that they'll say but we have Here's the hard part. Living in a free society can be very dangerous because above above your safety and this, and this is this is a very difficult part. Listen carefully. The hard part about this is above is my liberty. Let me say it. Above your safety, and yes, even the safety of that precious 17-month-old baby has got to be my liberty. And I know that, I, I, believe me, I know what that sounds like. I know what it sounds like coming out of my mouth. And I know how difficult it would be for me to say right in the face of that mother. And I don't know if I could. Believe me, I understand. But if you take a 30,000 foot look at what we got going on here, it is in order for us to live this American life and this American lifestyle, our liberty 
has got to be paramount, even over our safety, or even over our perceived safety. Because it wouldn't have been any different if this idiot, if this crazy person had decided to run through the mall with a um, with a knife, right? And we've had incidents around the world where people have run through um, you know, what crowded areas with knives we see all the time. One of the biggest attacks going on now in the UK are acid attacks where people are you know, when people are walking down the streets getting acid thrown in their face. Right? Machete attacks. We have to start understanding again that it is not the implement of evil that we need to push back against. It's the evil itself. It's not the implement of evil. And the restriction of that implement that will stop the evil, that will make you safer. It, it is the extinguishment of the evil is the only thing that will make you safer. And I know that is tough to say to the seventeen, the mother of the 17-month-old little girl who was killed by shrapnel needlessly by this animal. So we always look at those, you know, what the anecdotal situations and where we are. Um, yeah, it, it makes it very, very hard. And I know and I know that, which is why the adults have to stay at the table. And be willing. To. Side with liberty. Over safety, over perceived safety, even even in the face of such terrible, awful, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching personal tragedies. I understand. I get it. I do. I swear to you that I get it. What I'm praying for is that we can address the evil so we don't have so we don't have these incidents continue to happen um, on the scale that they're happening regardless of the implement used whether it is a truck full of fertilizer that kills 160 in Oklahoma City whether it's a, a box truck in Nice that someone just turns and mows down dozens of people in a box truck where it's, an, where it's an idiot in Odessa that decides to shoot a cop and then take a, a postal vehicle and just randomly start shooting people to, until there's seven people dead and 24 injured. It's hardly the implement. And hopefully that, that, that the crime that happens every night that's happening, that happened this weekend in, in Chicago, that we can address the evil that is, the, is at the core of of the shootings that happened this weekend in Chicago 
is what we need to be doing, right? Right? Because that's the only solution. There is no quick fix. There is no, we've got to do something. There is no, um, thoughts and prayers aren't enough. Thoughts and prayers is all you got. Prayer is all you got. Last week in Chicago, 12 shot and killed. 12 shot and killed. Last week, 825 to 831. 51 people shot and killed in Chicago. 63 people shot. 12 of them killed. In Chicago. Month to date. 45 killed. Which is down 20% from a year ago. Praise God. Year to date. However, 20, 318 people shot and killed in Chicago. Where they have some of the most stringent gun laws in the country. Again, it's a petri dish for gun control. So my guess is that that's not, my guess is that that's not the answer. That's my guess. All right, we got one more thing to do, one more thing to cover. We're going to be over time and there ain't a thing I'm going to do about it because I, I, I want to talk about, I want to talk about this for a little bit and I want to get your opinion on it for sure. We'll be back in just a little bit right after these messages. feels different it could be alzheimer's now is the time to talk visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more a message from the alzheimer's association and the ad council are you looking for a reliable transportation but you don't have a bunch of money are you wary of used car types and you should be you just need a car you can afford and a dealer you can trust great news Good Guy Cars is here. John Desbrow is something you don't find every day. An honest used car dealer. Good Guy Cars is at 8412 Industrial Boulevard in Tampa, Florida. The phone number is 813-999-9992. That's 813-999-9992. 
Web address is www.goodguycars.com. You're tired of the cold? You're tired of the taxes? It's time to move to Florida. And our friend, Gary Knight, at New Homes of Tampa Bay is the perfect person to help you. You can just give Gary a call at 813-770-9452 or you can go to the website to look for your brand new home at www.newhomestpa.com. Move to Florida. It's about time. California. All right, California. You know what? California sucks. I mean, just this, there's there's absolutely, you know, there's there's not a nicer way to put it. California just sucks. California, you suck. You just suck. And it's a shame because if you've been to California and you've seen how beautiful the state is, if you've seen the mountains and you've seen the ocean and you've seen how beautiful the the forest is, it's a beautiful state. But California you suck. Um, we, we all remember the case of, of, of a girl. Her name was Kate Stanley. And she was killed by a guy who was, elite, was an illegal alien who had been deported five times and had been, federal, had been um, in federal prison before, had served time in federal prison for coming into the country illegally. Remember that? Remember that? Remember Kate's Law? All that stuff. Well, this is from WayneDupree.com. Um, the unthinkable has happened. A California appeals court just overturned the conviction of the killer in the state in, in the case um, Stanley case. Kay Stanley was shot by an illegal alien while strolling on a pier with her father and a friend. She was struck in the back by a bullet and died. Illegal alien Garcia Zarate had been deported five damn times and served time in federal prison for entering the country illegally. And he was facing deportation at the time of Kate's murder. It is, it's, 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 un, it's, it's unconscionable. This ruling was based on the court's conclusion that the evidence showed the fatal round ricocheted off the concrete before striking Kate. The latest ruling is just further proof um, that these sanctuary city policies are literally killing and injuring Americans. The federal government must step in and restore... Well, I don't know. Again, here's here's the deal. A California state appeals court Friday... Um, overturned the lone conviction against the undocumented immigrant who shot and killed state um, Kate Stanley on a San Francisco waterfront in 2015, a case that drew national attention and became a flashpoint in debate over illegal immigration. Um, Jose Inez Garcia Zarate, who was in the U.S. illegal, had been deported to his native Mexico one, two, three, four, five times. 
was acquitted in, in November of 2017 of first and second degree murder, involuntary manslaughter, and an assault with a semi-automatic weapon. He was convicted of one count of being a felon in possession of a firearm. That's what he got convicted of. He was a felon who was in possession of a firearm. Not that he fired that gun and the bullet struck Kate Steenley and killed her, but he was a felon who was in who was in possession of a firearm. Now, that in and of itself is freaking ridiculous. But on Friday, the First District Court of Appeals in, of course, San Francisco overturned that conviction, saying the judge failed to give the jury the option of acquitting Garcia Zarate on the theory that he possessed the weapon only for a moment. What? This is back to what's the meaning of is. So how long did he actually have the firearm? Well, he had it long enough to pull the trigger. Which is why you can't, that's why, you know, felons can't have firearms, right? He had it long enough in his hand to pull the trigger. Prosecutors argued that the jury instruction lapse was harmless because Garcia Azarate admitted this is the crazy part. That the dude admitted to firing the gun. Experts said he couldn't have fired the gun without pulling the trigger. The court disagreed. The judge fucking disagreed. The jury's verdict showed that they rejected the prosecution theory that the shooting was was intentional or even neglect as they had asked the judge to find possession and whether there was time or time requirement for possession. This is why California, this is why you suck. This is why you suck. So this dirtbag, I don't it doesn't it doesn't matter where he found the gun, it doesn't matter how long he had it. He had it long enough to have it in his hand and pull the trigger, which he said he did. And once you pull the trigger on a firearm, you are responsible for whatever for wherever that projectile ends up, you are responsible. That's why these assholes that that on um, New Year's Eve or, or July Fourth go outside and take their gun and shoot it up into the air in a celebratory fashion. They are responsible for wherever that bullet lands, because it's not going to leave the Earth. It's not going fast enough to leave the Earth's orbit. They're not shooting that gun to the moon, that bullet to the moon. That bullet's going to go up and it's going to come down somewhere. You are responsible for it. If you fire the weapon, you're, you are responsible for where the, the projectile ends up. And this projectile ended up in the back of a young woman killing her. Thus, you are responsible California, you officially, officially suck. You officially suck. All right, what do you think? You can you, you can let me know what you think. 
um, on the Facebook website. You can officially let me know what you think by sending me an email at WLS860 at gmail.com. Love to hear from you individually uh, and, and have interaction with you. Uh, we Again, this is playing on iHeart.com, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, almost, and the Fightback Media Network. This will be up on the Fightback Media Network in just, golly, in maybe a half an hour or so. All sorts of places to listen to it. Please let me know where you heard it. Send me an email. Same, 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 same email address, wls860 at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you. So let me get out of here. Make me for somebody else. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. And I love you, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. If you love scratchers from the Virginia Lottery, you probably also love when your dog nails a new trick. That's an everyday win, baby. Come on, Ranger. Roll over. (laughs) Hon, did you see? He did it. Ranger rolled over. Oh, yeah. And now he's peeing on the rug. The rollover, though. Still an everyday win. Like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Available in different prices and varieties at a lottery retailer near you. The Virginia Lottery. Everyday wins. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. 